You're listening to The Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Amen. Y'all doing all right? Man, so glad you guys are here. Yes, it's been a long time since I got to see some of you. And some of you are new faces I look forward to meet. My name is Brandon. I'm the college pastor here at Southcrest, and we are glad you're here. Hey, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to the book of Proverbs. We're starting a new series called Don't Be an Idiot. And uh, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 14 tonight. Proverbs chapter 14. Hey, if you don't have your Bible, there's some black Bibles in the back of the chairs around you. And so you're welcome to grab one of those. And honestly, if, if you don't have one at all, that's yours to take home and... Uh, Hopefully to read. So, yeah, be sure to grab that if you don't have one. Proverbs chapter 14, and uh, we'll be starting in verse 12 here in, in just a second. How are you all feeling about school starting? <laughs> kind of good, kind of. Where are the freshmen at? We got some new freshmen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> awesome, yeah, it's going to be good, I promise. You're, you're going you're gonna to enjoy it, and uh, especially next week, all our uh, older students all come back on Tuesday, or when they're here Tuesday night for uh, worship gathering. Man, great relationships are going to be built. It's going to be awesome. Hey, I know we already prayed, but I'm going to pray again, and then we're going to get started, all right? God, thank you so much for this opportunity to, to study your word. And Lord, I'm grateful for these students just taking the time to come and to worship and to focus on you before school starts. And Lord, for those that don't know you, that maybe just are here because they came to get a free hamburger, nothing wrong with that, <laughs> or just uh, came just because it was something to do, I pray that tonight... They would have an encounter with you, God, that they would see that you are real and that you're good. And um, like Ephesians says, Lord, they would see how much that you love them. And God, we just pray for focus on your word tonight and just for an incredible time as we dive in. Through your name we pray, amen. Hey, so I've got a question for you, and just something to know that we kind of do here occasionally is we like to, we like to talk in church, let you guys talk together. And so uh, a question I want you to consider and then let you talk about it with whoever's near you is... If you're going to have a really successful life, or even like just if you're starting college or maybe you're a couple years into college, if your college career is going to be really successful, what are some things that you need to do to set yourself up for success? And it could be something as simple as like, you know what, every day I'm going to get up and actually go to class. Like it's crazy. I don't know if y'all know this, going to class actually helps you. Like, it's a good thing to do, okay? And so uh, it could be something as simple. I know, mind blown, right? What is that about? Um, it could be something as simple as that, but I want you to consider what they need to do to have a successful life or at least a successful college career. I'll give you about a minute or so to talk about it with whoever's around you. Ready, set, go. All right, I'm going I'm to interrupt you. Tell me, uh, be brave, what are some of your, what did you come up with, some things you need to do to be successful? Let me hear. Yes, sir. Sleep enough. Sleep enough, yes. 
It's crazy. Your body actually requires sleep. It's, it is insane. Uh, G, yes, sir. Say what? Networking. No, networking. I thought you said net working. I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Man, like, what is happening? Okay, yeah, networking for sure. Uh, James, yes, sir. Uh, just trust, a lot of trust. A lot of trust, okay. Trusting people, trusting God, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Discipline, yes, for sure. It kind of goes back to the, like, going to class, actually doing your homework, stuff like that actually helps you succeed. Yes, ma'am. Talking on the phone, what do you mean by that? I'm terrified of talking on the phone. You're terrified of talking on the phone, all right. That's good, that's good. Someone calls you for an interview and you just don't respond, you just, it's good, okay. All right, so now we're going to flip it a little bit. This may seem like a funny question, and I actually think this is a harder question, even though it seems ridiculous. If you were going to sabotage your own life, saboteur, sorry, if you were going to sabotage your own life, First office reference is already happening, sorry. <laughs> no. By the way, I want to say, last Sunday, I didn't reference the office one time. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, if you were going to sabotage your life, what are, what are some things you could do? Like, if you were going to set out to, like, I'm going to destroy my life over the next four years or over your lifetime, what are some things that would be necessary or would be helpful to do to sabotage your life? Does that make sense? Ridiculous question, but it's fun to talk about. Go ahead and talk about it. Let me, hear, uh, let me hear some of your, and this could be pretty creative. Maybe some people that haven't shared yet. Uh, let, me, let me hear what you got. Colin, yes, sir. Don't shower. Don't shower. <laughs> I like that one. Just don't shower. Yeah, that's, that could, yeah, enough said. All right. Uh, yes, ma'am. Claudia. Never log into Blackboard. Never log into Blackboard for school. Like, on your, you walk across the stage, you're like, I didn't even know we had a Blackboard, right? All right. Yes, sir, Mr. Seth. Eat wiener schnitzel, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember like three or four years ago, we were doing a little series. We were doing a, a night where we had like a panel where students could write down questions, and our senior pastor, David Wilson, myself, and uh, Danny Henderson, our family pastor, we're all going to be on this panel. And so there, there are all these questions, and our high school pastor, he knows that just the idea of wiener schnitzel like grosses me out. And so he, uh, he put a question in the box, unknown to me, that we pulled out that night, and it says... Um, uh, how can God exist? Or no, he said, if God is real, how do you explain Wienerschnitzel? <laughs> Which is pretty good. Uh, anybody in here like Wienerschnitzel? Don't be scared. Hey, Mike, let's go, bro. Yeah. He ain't scared. No one clapped. Like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> nah. Yes, sir, Lane. Oh, oh you like Wienerschnitzel. Okay, okay, sorry. Someone, yes, ma'am. Join the drug cartel. Yes. Yes. Again, in case someone just turned on the podcast later, the question was, 
uh, how can you sabotage your life? Uh, we're not telling people to join the drug cartel. <laughs> yes, yeah, someone like walks in late, like, what? Nope, walking out. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, sir. Given to, to peer pressure, period. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. Throw away every syllabus. Throw away every syllabus. <laughs> Just trash it. Well, anyway, I, I feel like someone. Uh, so, Caden, did you have your hand up? You can say it, bro. I, I, well, I, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not, I'm not sure you can say it. <laughs> Would you say have a baby? <laughs> hey, bro, not cool, man. <laughs> no, actually, real talk, for the first like month, that does feel like I've sab- you sabotaged your life. Yes, for sure. Yeah, especially if you have two at a time, like me and Lauren. Yes, yeah, true. But my wife's name is Lauren, and we have t- twins, if you don't know that. Yes, sir, last one. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to repeat that one. That's a good one to stop on. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not trying to really transition from that. That's good. That's good. Okay, <clears throat> so here's my next question. Why, why does that seem like a... <laughs> why does that seem like a ridiculous question? Yes, sir. We don't just sit around thinking of ways to ruin our lives. Yeah, yeah, you don't intentionally... Unless you're like a true psychopath, right? No one tries, like, how can I sabotage my life? And if you have wondered about that, then we should talk afterwards and see a counselor, okay? Um, yeah, no one, no one actually does that. But here's, but here's the thing. Do we sometimes sabotage our lives? Yes, 100%. Absolutely we do. And, you know, I've noticed you don't always know that you're in the act of sabotaging your life. Like, you think everything is fine, and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, what have I done? Like, I don't think I joined the drug cartel, but I kind of feel like it right now. Like, or uh, I don't feel like I've not showered for, for my whole life, but I feel like people are treating me that way. Right? Like, what have I done to sabotage my life? And the reason I love the book of Proverbs is it really is. Like, it's more than this, but even at like, its simplest level, it's kind of tips on not being an idiot. Like, it helps us not to sabotage our own lives. Because the reality is, as much as we feel think often we're doing the right thing, too often we wake up and realize, man, I have screwed this up. Like, I've been thinking or doing the wrong thing over and over and over again, and I've, sometimes it can almost feel like it's too late to reverse things, you know what I mean? So I really think, man, Proverbs is practical for all of life, no matter what stage you're in, but especially like whether you're in college or just uh, a young adult, the reality is, we all need tips on how not to be an idiot. Amen? <laughs> so, you want to get a tip on how not to be an idiot? Yeah. Let's check it out. Proverbs 14, verse 12. We're going to read it nice and slow. I love hearing the pages turn. It makes me happy. <laughs> Proverbs 14, verse 12. <clears throat> There's a way, a path, that seems right to a man... Again, it could be or woman. Seems right to a man, but, there's a big old but in the middle of this. (laughs) 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 But its end is the way to death. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Have you ever noticed that when someone says, like, huh, seems right, those are like famous last words, right? 
I don't know how many times my wife and I have been driving somewhere, and I'm really, I'm getting better, you know, I'm like dad mode, it's like it turns something on in my brain where I'm better with directions, I think. Um, but especially when we were dating and stuff, I'd be like, this seems right, and we always got lost. Like, when we started dating, I, we were, uh, I was living in South Carolina for a camp, and we went to downtown Charleston, and no lie, I, I thought I was taking us to the right spot. We drove into downtown, and next thing you know, we just looped right back out of downtown. She's like, I don't know about this fool, right? It seemed right, but it wasn't right. There's a way that seems right to a person, but in the end, it leads to death. It's this picture of a person looking at a path. It seems straight. It seems flat. It seems easy. It seems good. It even seems right. seems safe. So a person decides to choose that path, but in the end, what does it lead to? To death, to destruction. It's interesting. I love the idea of just like how he says, specifically says, but its end is the way to death. How often are you doing something in life or even like approaching something in your life a particular way, you're thinking about it a certain way, and as you're kind of walking that path, again, there's a kind of a metaphor here that he's using, right? But as you're walking the path, everything seems good, and then you get to the end, to the destination, and realize, crap, I was, this was wrong, right? The path seemed good, but the destination proved it was not the right path. What's, what's he saying? You can, you can talk. So. <laughs> Is this one of those rhetorical things? I don't know. <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> The good thing is we got one verse, we got plenty of time. <laughs> There's a way that seems right to a man. Seems right, feels right, looks good. Think I can think this is the right way to go. But in the end, it leads to death. Yes, ma'am. Autumn. What was the last part you said? Yeah, did you hear what she said? So we're, we're sinners by nature. Right? Isaiah 53 says that all of us have, have chosen our own way. We've, we've chosen, I love the, again, the common phrase there. Of, we've chosen our own way. It's the wrong way. It's not God's way. And so in our flesh, like, we have these feelings and desires and thoughts that seem right, but they're not good. And so what, like, to maybe try to say it simply without kind of the metaphor language, saying you can't trust your instincts, Right? You're like, I'm just going to go with my gut here. Watch out. Right? Be careful. I'm just going to kind of feel my way through this one. Watch out. Bad idea. There's a way that seems right, it feels right, but its way leads to death. He's saying when you typically live by your feelings and just trust your instinct, it leads to destruction. Like it, it ends up hurting you. So if you think of it as a question, like, why shouldn't we live life by our feelings? Why shouldn't we let our instincts, our gut feelings, drive our decisions and what we do? Here's why. Because there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. You can't trust your feelings. You can't trust just what your, your heart, your gut desires. Like, how often have you gone to a restaurant and you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm going to get like, you know what, give me two combos. Let me get these two combos. And like an hour later, you're like, 
the way that leads to death, right? <laughs> You're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I remember when I was in, I guess, I think I was like in seventh grade at my home church, First Baptist Glen St. Mary, shout out, in Florida, I grew up in Florida. There was a girl, I guess two or three years older than me, um, Sabrina Harris, she's married now, I don't know her last name now, um, but in the youth group, this was like, if you didn't grow up in church, this may not make sense exactly, but in the youth group, she was like the girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she was the girl that, that all the guys liked. Even though I was two or three years younger than her, it was like, I still got a shot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just why not, you know? Um, and she cleaned our, our church gym. Uh, this is a small, like, little church, and so, like, different youth would rotate, kind of cleaning it and stuff. And so, um, <laughs> I remember... It sounds so gross and weird now, but some, it was the really old be- building the church gym was, and somehow there were some bats that got up in the attic, and occasionally they would fly down into the gym and just like land on people <laughs> or <laughs> land on walls. <clears throat> and so one Saturday afternoon, I'm at the house by myself. My, my dad uh, was a pastor, and we lived right by the church. And I'm at the house by myself, and Sabrina, I, I hear her knock on the door, and I go to the door, and to my amazement and joy, Sabrina Harris standing at the door, right? And uh, I'm like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> and she says, hey, Brandon, I can tell she's like fearful, something's wrong. She says, hey, I'm, I was over cleaning the church gym. I am cleaning the church gym, and there's a bat on, that flew down, it's on the wall, and I'm just really scared. I, I hope someone can do something. And so I'm like, <laughs> seventh grade, let's go. <laughs> So what seemed like a good idea to me, like this processed very quickly in my mind, it was like, I have a pellet gun. I'm gonna get my pellet gun, I'm about to shoot this fool and win her heart, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Sabrina, I'll take care of the problem. <laughs> so I go, to, I go to my bedroom and under, I had this little like cabinet in my bed and I pull out my little pellet gun. And you know, it's one of those that like, pumps up, you know what I'm talking about? And so I like throw it over my shoulder, <laughs> like I'm going hunting. I'm like, where's the rodent? <laughs> so we walk to the church gym and she's kind of scared. She's behind me. And I, I literally remember like saying this, like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to pump up my pellet gun to, 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 to full max. So I'm like, <laughs> if you know those pellet guns, the further you pump, the harder it gets. It's like, <laughs> I get to 10, I'm like, I got this. So I'm thinking, like, this is a good idea. Like, this seems like a really good idea. I'm going to win her heart. I got this. Go with my gut. So going with my gut and thinking, <laughs> I get about from me to this front row from the wall where the bat is. I'm like, stand behind me. I got this. <laughs> you know where this is going, right? And as much as I would love to tell you that I shot it and the bat fell and I stood victorious over the bat and Sabrina fell in love with me. Of course, that would not be great because I wouldn't have met Lauren. But just saying, that didn't happen. Instead, what happened is I, sh- I did shoot the bat, but because I had <laughs> all the way to 10, the pellet just hit the wall and came back and hit me in the face. <laughs> but it wasn't just like embarrassing. The problem was, as much as I was trying to act cool, I was terrified of bats. And y'all, I thought that like the bat or the bat's guts were attacking me. <laughs> and so with Sabrina behind me, I then ran behind her. <laughs> I'm like, ah! What seemed like such a good idea, a brilliant idea, 
it led to the destruction of my, what I thought would be my future relationship, right? Now, the reason that that's funny, one, it's just hopefully just a fun story and a kind of ridiculous memory, but true, is because the reason it's funny is because we all know that like on a deeper level, it represents something true. That what seems like a really good idea, I mean, this is going to be smart, often leads to destruction. Am I right? There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Man, so often we follow our feelings, we follow our emotions, what, what we think seems right, and it just leads to hurt. It just leads to pain, to disappointment, to destruction, and we just go with our gut. And what the, probably the dumbest thing about that is the Bible tell us, tells us excuse me, that we shouldn't rely on our own instincts and gut. Jeremiah 17.9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Think about that. There's nothing more deceitful. Okay, I guess, okay, Satan, different category. But there's nothing more deceitful on this earth than what? Your own heart. That should scare the crap out of all of us. <laughs> the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who, who can understand it? Like, who, who can understand their own heart and your own desires and feelings, right? One day, you're like, I want, like, just warning freshmen, it's very probable, not just possible, probable, that, like, you're like, you know what? I know what my major is. I'm going to do this. And, like, two weeks from today, you're going to be like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, did I make the right decision? Am I right, older cl- upperclassmen? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when that happens, you say, the heart is deceitful. <laughs> who can understand it? No, but seriously, how... Many times in different aspects of our life have we said, man, this this way seems right to me, but it's led to death. One of those being in dating relationships. Like, it's it's funny to think of, I'm not like trying to get in your business, but like it's funny to think about even during um, Welcome Week at the beginning of school and like you seeing new people and meeting new people. And I remember, I, it wasn't that long ago, I remember in college and like all the guys being like circled up, like, you see her? Yeah, she's cute, man. <laughs> like, you have these conversations and it seems like a good idea to pursue this person. Or if you're a girl, you're like, I hope he talks to me, right? Um, they seem like a good idea. Again, by the way, just to be clear, we're not, I'm not saying we're against dating. The Bible's against dating. I'm not saying that at all. But how many people could stand up in this room? I don't want, really want you to, that'd be awkward. But, how many people could stand up and say, yeah, I've been in a re- relationship before that seemed like a good idea, but it just led to the death of something in my life. <laughs> maybe it's not dating. Maybe it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, you feeling like or it seeming like the way for you is related to something in your social life, meaning maybe some of you are like, you know what, it just seems like the right thing to do. It just kind of pull away and, and like be a loner, not really be social. I don't feel like I'm connecting well with people. So you know what, I'm just going to like stay in my dorm a lot. I'm going to stay in my, my apartment a lot. I'm just kind of do my own thing because I don't really need community. And it seems right in the moment, but then you go down that path and you realize, like the scripture says, that its way, its end is death, it's destruction. You get, you get to the end of that road of being a loner and you're like, what have I done? I have no friends. I don't know how to talk to people, and I have no community, no support. Or some people take it the other way, and like they think that the right way to live their life is just to try to be popular, try to do everything to please everybody, be the cool kid, whatever it may be. 
And they, they get to the end and realize, this is not healthy either. <laughs> or, <laughs> and we could like camp out here forever, we're not going to. How many of us, and if you're a Christian and you're a walk with Christ, have let your feelings, what you, oh, this seems like the right way, determine your relationship with God? Meaning, you know what? I don't really feel like reading my Bible today. I don't really feel like spending time with God. I'm not really getting much out of it. Seems like it's not really that big a deal. I'm just not going to read the scripture. And then a month or two go by, and you feel like, dude, where is my relationship with God gone? <laughs> like, what happened? Or maybe even with church. Like, man, it doesn't seem like community is that important. It doesn't seem like, like being involved in church is that big a deal. I'm just going to give it a break. Again, too many people could stand up in this room and say, yeah, I walked down that path the way that seemed right, and yeah, its way, its end led to destruction. The road seemed fine, but when I got to the end of it, it like, it killed something inside of me. And it's kind of embarrassing how true, I think it's Proverbs 21 or maybe 22 that says that <laughs> every way seems right to us, meaning as humans, we look at every path, whether it's good or bad, and we tend to be like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. And again, Isaiah 53 says, and when we choose our own way, it just, it just leads to death. It never turns out good. I was telling some, some folks earlier, I listened to a, a, a podcast by Levi Lesko, I guess a couple weeks ago, and he said something that kind of hit me in the face because it was so true. So to back up before I tell you what he said, you heard earlier that our core values, what we believe in here at The Journey, so obviously we believe in Jesus, but what we believe is important for our culture, for our community, is to be relational, to be helpful, to be hopeful, and to be real. We believe in authenticity. But there's kind of a caveat there, like a, a, a little asterisk there by real. Being real doesn't mean Letting your emotions or how you feel or what seems like the good idea in that moment dictate how you live. Does that make sense? In that message I was referring to, Levi Lesko said that we're kind of addicted, our generation is kind of addicted to um, letting our emotions just determine how we, how we feel for the day. I wake up in a bad mood, so today I'm just in a bad mood. <laughs> seems like I should be frustrated about life, I'm going to be frustrated. Since when did feelings come, become more important than fact? <laughs> Since when did your emotions become more important than God's truth? You know, it's time to start choosing faith over feelings. <laughs> I think that's what, what Solomon's getting at. He says there's a way that seems right to a man, but his end is the way to death. So, so because of that, what should you do? Quit just letting your instincts, your gut, your feeling your emotions determine the way you live and start choosing faith, regardless of what you feel, regardless of what, hey, they're doing it, seems like a good idea. Start choosing faith. Start choosing to live your life according to what God says. If you're like, well, man, what does that look like? I, I, if I want to choose faith over feelings because living by my feelings just leads to death because feelings are fatal, how do I grow in that? I want to give you a, a few quick things that I think will help you with that. And the first one is really, really simple, and I've already kind of hinted at it. If you're going to start choosing faith over feelings, the first one is you have to dig into Scripture. 
If you want to live your life by faith and by what God has said and not just what you're feeling at the moment, you have to dig into Scripture. I mean, I'm going to keep referencing this, but I, even looking out at the crowd, there's so many people that I've had conversations with over the years, like in this room, that have talked to me about the difference, how different their life is when they live life according to God's Word and just read it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, talking to freshmen here for a second, if you'll just read this, like, if, as much as you can on a daily basis, of course you're going to miss days. If you can read it as much as you can on a daily basis, it will literally change the course of your college career. Not just your college career, really your whole life. You have to dig into Scripture. That's the first thing. Second thing, get in godly community. So over and over again in the Proverbs, it talks about um, how a fool doesn't want to listen to anyone else's opinion. Y'all, because our hearts are wicked and because we're prone to follow our emotions and, and go with the, the way that seems the right way, it's so important that we have godly community. Why is that important? Let me ask you for a second. Why does it, like, this should be kind of obvious, but why is it important that you have godly community around you? So they can keep you accountable. Yeah, keep you accountable. Absolutely. What else? What does that mean, by the way? It's like a churchy word. What does it mean to keep someone accountable? To, well, to keep each other accountable. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. Yes. In all honesty, yes. So you probably shouldn't say it that way. You're being a complete idiot right now. Probably won't go real well. But yeah. What else? Why is it important to have community, godly community? Encouragement. Encouragement. Thank you, Avery. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Absolutely. I think it kind of leads um, to the next one, and that's seek godly advice. So dig into scripture, get into community, godly community, and then seek godly advice. So, man, what's so cool, and again, they're not all back, but um, so new students, there's so many godly, amazing upperclassmen and young adults in the journey and here at the church, and I'm telling you, so many of them would be more than happy to be like a mentor-type person to you, to be like, hey, I'm going through this situation, this struggle, could you give me some godly advice? And is it, isn't, it as a, yeah, isn't it amazing how people from a different perspective can help you like, just kind of get your bearings on life? Because you're like, hey, this path seems like a good idea to me. Like, I'm going to go take the BB gun and go shoot the bat. And they're like, I can tell you what happens when you do that. <laughs> Don't do it. Take this path. Seek godly advice. All right, the next one is don't compare yourself to others. Now, that may seem a little out of place for a passage that says there's a way that seems right to a man, but its way is the end to death. Here's why I think don't compare yourself to others relates to that. <clears throat> when you compare yourself to others, often you just see them walking the path. They may not have made it to the end yet. And remember, the path is not necessarily like the destruction. It's where it takes you. Does that make sense? So you see people living the party life or, or whatever. We don't have time to dive into every path they could be on. But often you just see them walking the path you don't see where it's taking them yet. So you're like, oh, they seem okay. But the reality is where it's taking them is a really bad place. Another reason why you shouldn't compare yourself to others <laughs> is because people, me included, we often like to be fake, don't we? So they're like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is the lifestyle I'm living. And they're like, everything's good. Man, I'm happy. I'm living it up. But it's very likely they're just lying straight to your face <laughs> or that they're suppressing 
what they know they're actually experiencing. Does that make sense? So if you're comparing yourself, you're going to look at their path, their way that they're following, and you're like, man, they seem to be doing okay. They seem happy. But one, they could be lying to you. Two, they may not be to the end of where it's taking them. Or three, maybe they're just denying what's actually happening in, happening in their life. So don't compare yourself to others. The, f- the fifth one would be the last one. I'm going to tell a, little, a very short little kind of example to explain it, and then we'll finish here. <clears throat> I think I've shared this uh, at some point with the journey a while back. But when I was a little kid, I did, uh, my parents had me do swimming lessons. Swimming? Yeah, lessons. Um, and I remember, or my mom has told me, I don't really remember it specifically. I think we were in, in McAllen, Texas at the time. But she said, uh, I think I had to swim across, like uh, horizontally across an Olympic pool. And she said that I would swim, 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 get all the way like this far from the edge and do a huge U-turn and go all the way back to the other side. And the instructor would get me out and be like, hey, you have to do it again. You, like, you're swimming great, but you didn't make it. You, you were like this far from the edge. And I'd be like, I just didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't feel like I was going to make it, so I just did a U-turn. And my mom would like, get in my face and be like, you swam like three times as far when you did the U-turn. Just like, don't think about what you're feeling or worry about. Just like, trust me, you're, you're so close. Like, like you, you just got to make up your mind just to keep going. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'd swim, 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 get real, real, real close like this far. And in my little however you old, like probably four-year-old mind, I'd be like, I don't think I can make it. And so I'd do this huge U-turn and go all the way back. How many of us in, in our life, like talking to Christians here for a second, you're swimming, you're, you're, you're pursuing God, you're pursuing God, you're walking with him, and all of a sudden, for some reason, you feel like you need to turn around. It seems like there's a better way. And so you do this huge U-turn and go all the way back. And God is trying to bring you to a, like a place of freedom in your life, or a new, place, a new place of intimacy with him, a new place of boldness with him. But instead of trusting that he's good and he's faithful and he's going to get you there, you start thinking about how you feel or what seems like a good idea, and you just turn back and go the other way. So here, here's the fifth thing. A lot of us need to draw a freaking line in the sand and say, you know what? I'm not. Like, as of today, August 22nd, 2019, I am not going to live life according to my feelings. <laughs> I'm not going to live life according to what, this seems like a good idea. No, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and start saying, I'm going to live life according to what God tells me. I'm going to start living my life based on who he says I am and not just what I'm thinking about that day or not what has me scared that day. I'm going to live by faith, not by feelings. Draw a line in the sand, y'all. How different would your life be if you started living by faith and like kept pursuing God, even when it's tough? and not just when it felt good. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the way it leads to death. You can't trust your gut. You can't trust your feelings, but you can trust God. Some of y'all are not Christians, and I'm so glad you're here. And maybe, like, to use that picture there of me as a little kid, you've thought about, like, so if the other side represents God, you've thought about having a relationship with God, and you get real close, and they're like, man, I don't know if I'm feeling that. Everybody else seems to be doing good without God. So you do this huge U-turn, and you decide you don't need God. 
There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So many people choose not to have a relationship with God because they want to live life according to feeling or what everyone else is doing. They want to go the way of everyone else. Here's the reality. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life, that you may have life and have it abundantly. He's saying, I didn't come to give you a way that leads to death. I came to give you a way that leads to life. Jesus said, I am the what? Way, the truth, and the life. See, you can't trust any way that your heart desires. The only way that is worth trusting and following is who? Jesus. <laughs> so what if tonight, if you don't know Jesus, what if instead of like doing that U-turn and running run away from God, what if you realize that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and he came not to, to judge you, not to condemn you, not to kill you, but to bring you grace and real abundant life? What if you actually believed that and trusted that tonight? That even though you're a sinner, like Isaiah says, you've turned <laughs> and gone your own way? What if tonight you said, you know what, I'm going to turn to Jesus? And to turn to Jesus, it just simply means that you realize you're a sinner, that you have turned and run away from God, that you've, like Proverbs says, you've gone your own way, but that Jesus, who is perfect, died for you and rose again to offer you forgiveness and hope and love. I mean, what a cool thing like, for some of you new freshmen like, to like, place your faith in Jesus and have a relationship with God before school starts. That would be pretty incredible. And he offers that to you. Choose faith over feelings. How different might this year look for you if you did that, if you drew a line in the sand? We're going to sing here a little bit more, but as we're singing, um, back by the coffee area and back by the Welcome Center, we're going to have some of our team back there. And if you, one, just would like some prayer for what we talked about tonight, you're like, you're like hey, I want to start choosing faith over feelings. I'd like somebody to pray for me about that. We'd love to pray for you. Or maybe you're not a Christian and you just want to talk a little bit more about what that looks like, about placing your faith in Christ and quit going your own way that leads to death and start trusting in Jesus, the way that leads to life. We would love to pray with you and talk with you about what that looks like. So I'm going to pray for us and then uh, we're going to stand and sing a little bit more. And again, like I said, we'll be in the back if you would like to pray with somebody or talk to somebody. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for Proverbs um, that teaches us, one, like, shows us that we all have done idiot things, and that's why we need Jesus, <laughs> but also gives us tips for how not to sabotage our life. We're grateful for that. And Lord, I do pray that you would help us to start choosing faith over feelings, God, to start trusting you and not just trusting our emotions or what seems like a good idea, but to start trusting you. Lord, I pray as we sing that if someone needs to come back for prayer, just for encouragement, they would do that, or if they need to come and talk about what it means to know you, then they would do that, God. But if nothing else... As we're singing these songs, we just ask that you would help us to kind of draw a line in the sand tonight, to realize that you're good, that even when it doesn't feel like you're working, even when we can't see what you're doing, that you are working, that you are good. And Lord, to, even when we feel like we're not lovable, we're not worth anything, God, we remember that because of Jesus, we are children of the King and celebrate that. So God, we love you and ask that you would just move as we sing. It's your name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the journey LBK.